Hi, everyone, and welcome back. Thank you for joining me. Today, we are talking about epigenetics. So we'll go into the definition of that in a moment. But what you have to understand is that just because, let's say, you have a hereditary gene in your family, your mom, your dad, your brothers and sisters are overweight, or they all have thyroid problems, or they all have autoimmune disease, or they all have cardiovascular disease, that does not mean that you will end up that way. That does not mean that you're going to end up overweight. It does not mean that you're going to end up with a thyroid condition. It does not mean that you're going to die of a heart attack. So we will go into that because what you do and the choices that you make can make a huge impact in your life and how your genes express themselves. I'm Amy Horniman, functional medicine practitioner, nutritionist, and specialist in treating thyroid conditions, broken metabolisms, and hormone imbalances. My goal for over 24 years has always been to help my patients get their life back. And that's what we're here to give you. We're giving you simple, actionable strategies to actually fix your thyroid. That's why I created the Thyroid Fix Podcast. So if you're struggling with weight, energy, brain fog, and hair loss, then hey, you're in the right place. Let's get you fixed. Epigenetics involves, so I'll give you the description, right? Epigenetics involves genetic control by factors other than an individual's DNA sequence. Epigenetic changes can switch genes on or off and determine which proteins are transcribed. So what's important to realize is, or to know about this, is that epi means above. So you are above your genetic code. You are above, you can do things that will rise above what your genes say, this is you, this is what you're going to be. These are the disease states that you're going to have because they're in your DNA line or you are going to inherit them. You don't have to. Changes and choices and behavior patterns and lifestyle and the air around you and where you live can all determine whether or not that gene decides to express itself. So when we look at epigenetics, I'd like to ask you just kind of a general question. I know I can't see the hands raising, but how many of you have had a genetic test? 23andMe, a nutrigenomic one, there's plenty of them out there. How many of you have had a genetic test done? And how many of you have taken that genetic test and whatever was on that genetic test, whatever was flagged as positive, whether you're MTHFR positive or you have a COMP2 gene or the DIO1, DIO2, did you take that as written in stone, as gold? Did you Do you look at your results and say, well, that's it. I'm getting Alzheimer's. Well, that's it. I'm prone to anxiety. That's just how it's going to be. Oh, I have MTHFR, better throw down some folate. Personally, myself and Dr. Ben Lynch, he wrote Dirty Genes. I highly recommend the book. We both agree, just don't even get the genetic test done. There's a place for it, yes, but it's very minimal because of epigenetics, because you can override your genes transcription. You can override what you are meant to have or how you are meant to express yourself. 
So you get that genetic test done and you're looking at it and then it gets into your head, right? So then you're starting, you're ruminating and you're thinking about it and you're thinking, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm doomed. I might as well just throw in the towel now because what's the point? Here it is on my 23andMe. Looks like I'm getting Alzheimer's. Listen, I can tell you personally, my mother has severe Alzheimer's. Her father has had severe Alzheimer's. And genetically speaking, even without looking at that APOE4 gene on myself and on my DNA code, I can say that I am pretty much genetically set up for it. However, my long-term plan is to completely avoid getting Alzheimer's because of my behavioral choices. So right now we know that Alzheimer's is term type three diabetes. So running along with high insulin levels, pumping insulin out all day long, eating processed foods, eating artificial sweeteners, that's going to raise that insulin level and create the plaque formation on the brain. It's also going to turn on that gene, just like a breaker, just like a breaker switch, right? You go it on, you flip it on. And now the expression begins. And that's where we start to see the beginnings of whatever that disease state is. But you can make choices and changes and behavioral changes now to keep that switch in the off position. And that is my plan. So when even when I look back at my mother, I see that she spent years and years and years drinking diet pop like it was going out of style pumping up her insulin levels, pumping up her glucose levels. She really didn't work out that much. Uh, she ate a lot of bread, again, pumping up insulin levels, pumping up glucose levels. So essentially she made choices that turned that gene on. Now, can we say ultimately that it was eating bread and drinking diet pop that caused her Alzheimer's? No, but she definitely was genetically set up for it. She would not go to the doctor. She would not take supplements. She was just, you know, family. They don't listen. I tried. I tried for years. She didn't listen. But now that we know so much more, if I had known back then when I saw her drinking the Diet Pop and the bread, I mean, this is years ago, I would have thrown it out. I would have, I would have put my foot down hard knowing right now what we know about Alzheimer's being type 3 diabetes. So there are things that we can do right now to make changes in our body long-term. So think about it this way, right? Epigenetics, it's very, very personalized. So right now we have personalized bras, right? You can go online and get measured and get that personal, my love, whatever, true love bra. You have beds that conform to you. Um, you have genes for every hip shape and body shape and straight and wide and curvy and tight and a push-up butt, you can get personalized everything and, and you go out and you pay for it, right? You pay for that. And then when it comes to your nutrition, you decide to read a book or take advice from a, a, a blog without personalizing that to you. When you can get really personalized, genes set aside, get personalized in your lifestyle and in your nutrition and what goes into your body, it is amazing what can happen with your genes, whether they turn on or off. So I'm not saying don't get advice different places. You all know that my favorite uh, Facebook group is the Attuned Thyroid. In there, you will get solid advice 
solid advice, scientific advice. But if you're bouncing around a bunch of different groups, you just have to be careful because you might get a lot of different opinions and they're not personalized to you. So just because the paleo diet worked with Joe Schmo's sister-in-law and the keto diet worked with Susie's brother's girlfriend's aunt does not necessarily mean that that's going to work for you. You have to personalize it. So do, does a genetic um, printout, does a 23andMe report tell us some things? Yes, it does, but it can really mess with your mind. And I think the best thing that you can do is override your genetics by making the right choices, making the right choices. So if we talk about Ben, Dr. Ben Lynch, who I love, I love, I love, uh, we, we think along the same lines so very much. His quote, I'm going to read you his quote. He said, if you have a thyroid problem, it's your body adjusting to your world. Now think about that. I'm going to read that again. If you have a thyroid problem, it's your body adjusting to your world. So what do we mean by that? So let's take number one, Hashimoto's. We know that Hashimoto's is the autoimmune form of a thyroid condition. When your body expresses, turns on that gene, it is in response to your world because we know that autoimmune conditions come on during stressful times, puberty, pregnancy, perimenopause, a high stress event, exposure to chemicals, exposures to to toxins in your environment. So it's your world closing in on you and flipping the breaker, flipping that switch on. So technically, your thyroid problem is adjusting to your world. Your Hashimoto's is adjusting to your body being in that state of stress. And remember, ladies, pregnancy is a stress. I get it. It's not something that you, if you want to have a baby, you're going to have a baby. You're not going to say, oh, hey, I'm not going to get pregnant because I don't want to switch on a, a, a gene but it is a stress on the body. And that stress can oftentimes turn that genetic switch to the on position for Hashimoto's or Graves' disease. So that's the autoimmune component. Now, when we talk about part two, again, if you have a thyroid problem with your body adjusting to your world, part two, hypothyroidism without Hashi. Now, about 90 to 95% of all hypothyroidism is Hashimoto's. It is the autoimmune form. But hypothyroid without Hashi is usually brought on by over-exercising, stress, low-calorie dieting, again, exposures to toxins, certain medications that downregulate thyroid function. Again, it's your body responding to your world, whether you over-dieted, whether you depleted your, your calories so low that your T3 dropped and your thyroid just said, hey, you know what, Something, something's going on here. Your body said, hey, something's going on here. And it slowed your metabolism down by down-regulating your thyroid function because it wants you to survive. It's a survival mechanism. It is your body adjusting to your world. So if we set medication talk aside, and I, you all know that I am a firm believer in supplementing with thyroid hormone replacement therapy when it is needed, when your body is no longer producing adequate amounts of thyroid hormone, absolutely. But let's just set that aside for just a minute, just one minute, and think about your body 
adjusting to your world if you have a thyroid problem and think about the things that you can adjust in your world to give your body a break. So let's talk about stress. Can you, and that's a broad term. I get it. That's a broad, broad term. Some stress we can control, some we can't. But what you can control, I suggest controlling. I suggest practicing meditation. I suggest practicing yoga, doing some deep breathing, taking 10 to 20 minutes or 30 minutes out of your day to just take time for yourself, get into that parasympathetic nervous system. Don't be on high alert all the time with your cortisol pumping and inflammation on the rise because of all that stress and all those stress hormones all the time. Stress is a big one, and that's going to make your body adjust to your world of stress. What's the phrase with meditation? If you if you don't have if if you have time to meditate, then meditate for 20 minutes. If you don't have time to meditate, then you need to meditate for 2 hours. Because if you don't have time, that means you're so strung out and stressed out and riding that cortisol wave that you really need to take time to chill out. Part two, customized nutrition plans, figuring out what your body needs and fueling it properly with good nutrients, supportive nutrients. And I'm not talking about dumping a ton of supplements on you, but I'm saying find out where you're deficient and where those deficiencies can really cause a genetic response, can really turn on those genes, things like low vitamin D can cause genes to express themselves. Things like low mag, low zinc, all of those important nutrients and minerals that are so vital for thyroid function. If we are just talking about the thyroid here, since we said that the thyroid is, and you have a thyroid problem, it's your body adjusting to your world. So part of your world might be a nutrient deficiency in which you have to focus and replace those. You have to replace those depletions. Next, move. So that has two components. Move as in move your body. Go for a walk. Get in some exercise. Do some yoga. Do some hot yoga. Sweat. Sweat out toxins. Movement is not about weight loss. It's not about... You want to burn a certain amount of calories so you don't get fat. It's about increasing that circulation. It's about getting your body moving. It's about reducing toxins. It's about reducing uh, inflammation just by getting that circulation going, protecting your heart, protecting your cardiovascular system, improving your breath, improving your lung function. That's what I mean by that move. The second part of just move is again, I'm going back to Dr. Lynch, Dr. Ben. Sometimes he says, you just got to move. If you are in a mold infested house, if you are in an, an environment where that's where you got sick, that's where your Hashimoto's expressed itself. That's where another gene expressed itself. And you started feeling like garbage at that point of time, when you moved into X, Y, or Z neighborhood or X, Y, or Z city or X, Y, or Z house. I know this sucks to hear, but you might have to move because if your environment 
is turning that switch on or has turned that switch on and then is just exacerbating the condition and you're feeling worse and worse and worse and you're doing everything possible and you had your nutrients tested and you're doing a personalized nutrition plan that is fit just for you and your thyroid is optimized and everything's optimized and blood work looks good, but you feel like crap, then you have to look a little bit deeper. Is it in your home? Do you have mold? Are you exposed to toxins and chemicals at work? Are you using some garbage products on your body day after day after day, leaving the house like most women do, exposed to 80 different chemicals? You have to think about that and you might have to move or move just to get things going. Sometimes detoxification, investing in an infrared sauna. So just because you have the MTHFR gene does not mean that you're never going to methylate anything. There are so many different SNPs and different alleles, big word, of the MTHFR gene alone. And this is just one little SNP that we're talking about, one little gene. We're not even getting into all the other ones. But that's this is the most widely known gene. Everybody talks about MTHFR. So if you have MTHFR, it doesn't mean that now you have to load up on glutathione and load up on folate and and buy a sauna, buy an infrared sauna. Not that those things are bad, but don't look at your genetic expression and say, oh, holy crap, I'm doomed. I better go out and spend thousands of dollars to treat this MTHFR gene. Sometimes you just have, maybe maybe you go into an infrared sauna. Maybe you do some hot yoga. Maybe you do hot yoga in the bathroom like I do and turn on a little infrared heater in the shower and the heat at the same time and try to get it up to 90 degrees. Sweat a little bit to improve your detoxification pathways because just because you have the MTHFR gene does not mean that you're not going to methylate anything anymore for the rest of your life. There are things that we can do to chill that gene out and make it happy, maybe even to turn the switch off again. As we know with Hashimoto's, we can put it into remission. We can put Hashimoto's into remission. We've seen it done. And if we do that, guess what? We're flipping the breaker switch off. We're turning the gene switch off. Now, you can turn it back on. Believe me, you can turn it back on. But your choices can turn it off and we can put it into remission. What do I mean you can turn it back on? So I had a patient actually, I think just last week, who said, you know what, my antibodies were, I'm just going to pick a number. My antibodies were like 20. And then I went on a gluten spree because I thought, what the hell? I'm in, you know, in the house and bored and don't give a crap anymore and whatever. And I feel bad anyways. And her antibodies rose like in the thousands. So she actually saw that the only change she made besides stress was eating gluten. And she actually flipped the switch on and her antibodies rose. So the opposite is also true. Remove gluten, de-stress, get chemicals out of your life, detoxify yourself a little bit, and you can go into remission. Epigenetics, rising above your genes. It's it's so it's a it's a it's an area of science that is getting so much attention now that I think that we are actually overriding the whole genetics phase that we were in of everybody getting a 23andMe report and, and thinking that that report meant their destiny when it really doesn't. 
It just doesn't. And please note this for all my ladies out there that are planning on having children. Epigenetics can dictate the genes expressed in your child. So your behaviors now, even before you get pregnant, your behaviors during pregnancy can turn on or off genes in your baby. And then your offspring will have those genes already in the on position. So what do I mean? I'm a huge proponent, huge proponent of using a good quality prenatal vitamin that contains a little bit of iodine. So we're supporting your thyroid function through pregnancy, low iodine levels, bad, that contains folate and not folic acid, because whether you know or not, if you have MTHFR, if you do, and you're giving your body folic acid, you're still at a higher risk for genetic defects and developmental delays in your baby. If you do not get your thyroid tested before you get pregnant, thorough testing, not just TSH, thorough testing, and you don't get that thyroid optimized before you get pregnant, you are at a higher risk of miscarriage, but you're also at a higher risk of autism and birth defects and turning genes on in your child that you don't even have, or you have, but you kept them in the off position, but you turned them on for your baby. You have to get tested with your thyroid and personally all nutrients. I want iodine, magnesium, selenium, zinc, vitamin D. I want to know your CBC. I want to know your CMP. I want to know everything. Definitely full thyroid panel with antibodies before you get pregnant. When all is well, then you can continue on, try getting pregnant. But in the meantime, you're taking a very, very good prenatal vitamin that will support the system, support the thyroid, support the health of the baby, and keep all of those bad genes in the off position. Because epigenetics doesn't just mean you, it means your offspring as well. Something to think about. So genetics, epigenetics, you can rise above. Just because you look at your family, even if we're going into insulin resistance and type 2 diabetes now, obesity, we call it diabetes, right? Because obesity is driven not by calories in, calories out, not by how much you exercise and how many calories you burn. Obesity is driven by hormones. So it's what hormones do you have that are bad? What hormones do you have that are good? Do you not have enough thyroid hormone? Do you have too much of the insulin hormone? Those two pieces of the puzzle alone will cause weight gain, independent of your family. But when we look at your family, and if your family is obese, you don't have to be. How? Don't let the switch turn on for obesity. Don't turn on the fatso gene. There actually is a gene called that. Don't turn on the fatso gene. Keep your insulin levels low. Get your insulin checked. Check your glucose. Check your A1C. Get a full thyroid panel. Check all of your sex hormones. Everything that has to do with your metabolism, let's get that in check and then you can overcome what you see in your family line. You can overcome that genetic predisposition to obesity. So just because the rest of your family are overweight and they struggle, you don't have to. You can keep that gene in the off position. 
And this is what we talk about when you hear me talk about the thyroid and you hear me talk about thorough testing and you hear me talk about insulin resistance and you hear me talk about testing your glucose and when to test your glucose and what the optimal levels are. And if you don't know, you can always go back and watch all those videos. You can go to my YouTube channel. All of them are on there. You can scroll back through Facebook. There's a ton of them on there. There's a ton of them on my website. Educate yourself. Go back through. If you're thinking, what is she thinking about? What is she talking about with this insulin resistance thing that she went into with testing your glucose and where it should be? You can go back and watch all of those. But for my avid listeners, you know what I'm talking about when I say, listen, we got to get all those thyroid labs done, every single one of them. And we have to check your insulin and we have to keep your, your insulin under control. Because if you do have Alzheimer's in your family, like I do, like I talked about, we don't want to turn that gene on with high insulin. We don't want you inflamed with high insulin. We don't want to turn on the Hashimoto gene with high insulin. We don't want to turn on the celiac gene with high exposure to gluten. Although if you have celiac, you can't take gluten in anyways, but I digress. Let's do things now to personalize, not just bras, jeans, and beds to you. Let's personalize your nutrition. Let's personalize your health plan. Let's get you optimized in every single area so that you can live your best life and not be a slave to what your genetic code says, to not be a slave to what you see in your family line, and then to not pass on what you see in your family line and to not pass on your genetic code to your offspring. So let's make changes right now to make a huge impact in your body. Dirty Genes by Dr. Ben Lynch. Highly recommend reading. Highly recommend getting all of your labs done and optimized. Highly recommend working with someone to personalize a nutrition plan for you. If you do have Hashimoto's, please know that we can put it into remission. And please know that I am a firm believer in everything working together. So I'm not anti-medication. I'm anti-wrong medication and too much medication. I am anti-medication that's going to turn on your genes to express themselves in a piss poor way and make you feel like garbage. There is a time and place that we do use thyroid hormone replacement therapy, that we do use medication to control insulin, that we do want to reverse type 2 diabetes. 100% absolutely. But we're not going to be a slave to what a genetic report says. We're not going to be a slave to our DNA. We're not going to be a slave to what we see in our family line. We can overcome this. Just because your genes say so does not mean that you are doomed and destined to be fat, tired, depressed, anxious, have dementia, Alzheimer's, and a heart attack. We can override all of that. Thank you so much for listening to the Thyroid Fix Podcast. Please share this and any episode that you absolutely love on your social media platforms. And please give me a review. It is so appreciated. It just gets the message out even more. Now, as a disclaimer, we know that this is just intended for educational purposes only and is not meant to treat or diagnose any medical condition. You can always consult your healthcare professional with any questions. If you want to reach out to me, you can go to my website at amyhorneman.com. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Amy Horneman Nutrition. And you can subscribe to my YouTube channel to see live videos and all the good stuff that I put out through the week in addition to this podcast. 
Just search me on YouTube and subscribe to my channel.